welcome to Where's My Sports At, your regular fix of sports opinion and analysis made by the fans for the fans. It's where mateship meets bullshit mixed with beer and banter. Join us passionate one-eyed armchair punters as we use our expert knowledge to break down the important sporting topics from both on and off the sporting fields. Today, NZ Warriors superfan Phil and I are talking about the Warriors' 40-10 victory over the Newcastle Knights in the second prelim final in Auckland last night. So many talking points from that game, Phil. But let's start with how do you feel knowing that after that win, the Warriors are one win away from the big dance, from being in the grand final again for the first time since 2011? Oh, mate, I am just beside myself. I was so nervous in the lead up to this game. Um, I always knew that we were going to win. But it was one of those games with the Knights on a 10-game winning streak where it was just like maybe off the back of the past couple of losses that maybe the Knights could have gotten gotten over us. But in retrospect, it just proves how well Webby has got the team going mentally. Um, you know, got them up for the game. I listened to the post post-match press conference and he noted that maybe he had the boys a little bit too G'd up in the Panthers game. And so he was talking about just dialing it back a notch. And my goodness, if dialing it back a notch gives you 40 points and leaks only really one try because that second try was about five metres forward, then, you know, how, how good is that? How about you, Craig? Yeah, I was the same as you. The Knights were on that winning streak. We were on a losing streak, a two-game losing streak, and we were only making really one change to our team. And one change meant that many points. And I, I didn't expect that to happen, actually. I didn't expect that outcome by that amount. It just, it just proves how important Sean is to the team. First time since round six, him and Tamaiti paired up in the halves, which I thought that was fascinating. But I can't believe it's been that many games. You know, that's basically it's 20 weeks, pretty much, isn't it? And they just sort of slipped back into exactly how the team's been operating, you know, and it was um, it was clinical. Um, they completely shut down Ponga. He, he was a non-factor, right? I agree. I think they shut him down really effectively. I did love how they were rushing out of the line because they expected the ball to be passed back to him standing in a deeper position and they managed to rush him and cut him off a couple of times. So that was really good that they picked up on that play. Something I noticed during the game and I wanted to ask your thoughts on is TMM, he was in there, but to me he seemed like a bit of a passenger. He's still not really injecting himself in the game as yet. Yeah, and I think that's probably probably not necessarily a bad thing because if he can focus on being that really good defensive half that we know that he is, I just I recall that one tackle, that one penalty he gave away because he was working the guy on the ground after we just after Mitch Barnett absolutely just stood up Greg Mazu. It was just this awesome defensive play, and then we, he gave away that penalty. Just that's just as an as an aside. But I think you know if he if he knows it's Sean's team, he knows that Sean's the one that guides them around the park. You know he doesn't need to do anything more. Than that, you know, like I think it's one of those things where I think a really good half pairing is is knowing when your mate might not be hitting the mark or he might be having a few uh, an off an off patch in the uh, in the game, so that's when he can step up. But I think he played that second fiddle role so well, and so you you don't want to overplay your mark when you know that your halves halves partner is just playing so well. No, fair play, fair play. As another aside, in terms of stopping the impact players for the Knights. I mean, Ponga was a basically other than that try you mentioned. He was a non a non factor, but Greg Marju and even Bradman Best, those two of the biggest wingers slash centers in the game, and they did not make any meters. Like they they had pretty much zero go forward. They Rocco Berry, 
uh, had probably one of the games of his of his career. You know, he scored that incredible try where he didn't double movement, and then he just his defensively he was just brilliant. He did have a good game because in the previous games, I thought he was not really up to standard. Isn't it amazing the difference that one person has made to this team? Like I said before, they were essentially the same team, but their whole attitude was different. I think having someone, and we touched on this last week or last pod about having someone who can actually just direct them around the park, and that's what Sean did so well. He he kicked the ball, he found the ground, he found pasture. You know, he um, you know it hit the ground before going to the defender, and squaring the defence up and drawing those defenders. And you know, we scored three tries in the first fifteen minutes or whatever it was, and that just goes to show you how incredible he is. But also, twenty six thousand fans. That was just that was awesome. They were they were they were incredible. It must be so awesome just hearing everyone just cheering for you and geeing you up. Haven't we got the best supporters in the NRL? Oh, I mean, we've definitely got the best sign game in the uh, in, in the NRL. There's, there was uh, one of my favourites was Tahiru Tohu Wa. I thought that was I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And then there was another one. I can't wait for this night to be over or something like that. It was just, you know, there was just some, just some brilliant, um, just some brilliant ones. And old Shui Vasa Sheik made in a made a return as well. That was um, that was quite a hard case. I don't know if you've seen him. I saw that. That was great. Yeah, that was that was because I think he got told to stop doing it, but I think he busted one out. Yeah, you know, special occasion. I saw that too, and I was thinking exactly the same thing. I thought, didn't this guy get in trouble? Was it from the Warriors or someone else last last year for doing that? Yeah, I think he got. Um, I think he got escorted off out of the grounds, and I think he got issued a a ban notice. But uh, at some point, but I think obviously there was so much uproar about it. I think it, it sort of he was basically told, you know, you can come back, but just pull your head in type thing. But I mean, I don't see any issue with it anyway. I don't know who your commentators are for Sky Sport in New Zealand. Yeah, local. We have Stan Sport, and they were saying that the the singing in the crowd is very much like EPL fans, and you don't see that with other NRL games. You know, hear people cheering, but everyone was singing. It was like wanted to be there, didn't you? Yeah, that was actually. It was funny you say that because uh, in the second half, yeah, the, the crowd was singing, and I was like, "This is so bizarre." Obviously, I mean, they were in such a jovial mood. I mean, they, the boys were playing so well; they didn't look like losing. I don't even think I've experienced singing like that myself, either being at the games that I've been to or or this year. So that was that was awesome. Yeah, such an awesome fan base, and they're all like a well-behaved fan base. I mean, they they you know they boo and they they stick it to the opposition, but they they aren't idiots. You know, they aren't dickheads. They they, they represent, I think, that Warriors culture so well they're not Cronulla fans <laughs> no 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 not at all hey something um you mentioned a previous pod which stood out to me in this game how handsome is SJ oh my goodness yes you could get lost in those eyes couldn't you you, you really could I know the other half she's she's pretty fond of them as well and uh, I don't know I, I don't blame her they were just sparkling those eyes and I loved it how he came off just before the end of the game and he's walking along the sideline you know and just getting all the cheers from everyone it looked like a standing ovation and with SJ you know we've watched him and loved him through the years and he's had his patches but he just seems relaxed and really mature he's just matured as a player he's really enjoying himself couldn't ask for a better homecoming than this could you a lot of people had sort of written him off and maybe thought that this would be his last season type scenario. But I think it just goes to show even Dallin, I was talking with a friend about old uh, Dallin Wateni Selesniak and saying about he was at the Dogs and then he came to the Warriors. And I think he was on something like a 20 game losing streak. 
like across both clubs and he wasn't like playing that well to be fair the whole team wasn't and he touched on this year about the happy wife happy life and he was just saying we all, we love being back in New Zealand love being back this family and you can just see it translate onto the pitch like he's one of the smallest guys on the um, you know on our team but the hit ups and the run backs that he does is just incredible and you know I think the same thing with Sean just being back with his family so I think just it, it speaks volumes to how much Sean loves the country loves being with his family how important it is the relationships that he has with his, with his parents as well and it just translates it's, it's so true right it's just it's so true about us as humans we love our routines you know we love the things that make us who we are and then that, then if you, if you get all of that stuff right then it just your work translates and I think the stars were aligning for a few of those players, like you mentioned, Dallin and Sean, but also Chance. You know, he's come home. It's a dream run for all of them. You know, they're back with their family, and it always makes it so much easier when you're back home and the team is winning. We've had a few players come back in the past, and it hasn't been such a fairy tale story as we've got this year. Did you hear in the post-match comments when they were interviewing Sean, I'm not sure if he had it over there, that he had Knights players coming up to him after the game and shaking his hand going, up the wires, up the wires. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. That's awesome. No, that's brilliant. I just love that saying, you know, like, I don't get this whole contention within the Warriors fan base about is it up the wires or let's go on Warriors. You know, I love the up the wires. And one thing I've been following, and you'd see it like in the group chat, how it's popping up all around the world. Yes, yes. And I think I know I've got a few friends that sort of refuse to say it. And I've kind of been on the fence about it as well, because it's, I guess, you know, you sort of, you like to think of yourself as a purist and, you know, that's, you know, that's only come along this year when all the bandwagoners have jumped on and rah, 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 you know, it's so easy to take that stance. But I think in terms of, you've got little kids on TV interviews, you've got little kids in general. My friend, I've got a, another group chat you know, for this game that we play, and he posted a video of his wee, like two or three year old boy um, saying, up the wires, up the wires. And then mum, the mum in the background says, and the All Blacks, because the All Blacks were playing that morning as well. And he's like, no, 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 it's the Warriors are playing tonight. So it's just up the wires. <laughs> you know, it was just, it's just cute. You know, like it's it's so easy to say and it's so, you can, it's something you can get behind. Um, Let's go on Warriors. It just, I think it's it's great. It's hilarious. I, the guy totally did it um, by accident, even though he tried to claim it was on purpose. I don't know if you've seen that interview. Um, They interviewed the guy with the sign and he was trying to say that he did it you know that he did it on purpose and we're like yeah okay mate we believe you <laughs> um but no it's yeah it is so neat because yeah, it is just it's such a such a cool catchy thing one thing i really like is when you see photos and videos on social media that people have taken when they've been on holiday around the world or living overseas with a warrior's flag or getting people in these other countries to say up the wires i think it just it just makes the warriors such a fun club to support and for for the marketers, they couldn't have come up with something as simple and as perfect as that, could they? Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, marketers dream, right? Um, going back to what you said earlier, the division within the club of Mysore, they, on Instagram, they did a they did a poll with the players and the admin staff at the HQ as to whether or not they agree with it or not. And I think Monty Beetham's probably been the biggest, you know, opponent against it. But, you know, outside of that, you know, Sean, everyone, a lot of the players, they're all getting behind it. So as far as I'm concerned, if the players are for it, then, you know, I'm soaking the fans be. That's it. And it adds to it. And I think it's almost become a bit like a Masonic greeting between fans, isn't it? I was in the supermarket actually yesterday. I had my jersey on, actually had a, my Warriors jersey on, had a top over top, but I had my wee boy with me 16 months. He had his wee Warriors jersey on and there was a fella came around and he saw us and just looked at us and smiled up the wires, you know, and it's just, you know, I don't, don't know him from a bar of soap, but I think it's just so awesome that, you know, 
is something so simple can sort of bring people together, as silly as that sounds. But then also, we were on Sky Sport, New Zealand's broadcaster for um, for the league. They said there were 700,000 people that tuned in for the Panthers-Warriors game last week. And, you know, and that was uh, you know, obviously a loss. But, I mean, that just goes to show, like, how, by comparison... They don't even share the TV numbers for a lot of the rugby games, the provincial rugby games and, you know, and the likes outside of the All Blacks because they just, <laughs> I think, you know, it's the age old thing. If they're not sharing it, it means they're not that great. Quickly going back to the game, I know you're a fan of the bunker and the NRL refs. What did you think of the ref? It seemed to me like he was looking for opportunities to let the Knights back in the game. Yeah, yeah, we, I, was, I was joking with a couple of people that I was watching the game with that, you know, the, the Warriors and the Knights, they just, they weren't helping the ref <laughs> in that regard. The, the Knights were, the Warriors were just so dominant and they they like they just weren't giving away penalties. I don't know if they gave away a six again. They were just, everything they were doing, like you couldn't even penalise if you tried. And then other than the blatant forward pass, I mean, honestly, how, how I mean, I said it in the group chat at the time, how forward does a pass need to be to get called? I mean, you can't take forward passes up to the video ref and, you know, that's fine. It's all that sort of thing. So there was nothing they could have reviewed. But, I mean, the guy was falling over and he threw it basically off the ground. And the person catching it, his feet were like a meter in front of the person who was throwing it. It's hard to complain about the refs when you win by so much and you were so they were so well disciplined. But I think that's the other thing. We were so well disciplined. So, I mean, we came out and we just absolutely punched them in the face. And I just don't think they recovered. I, just, I really don't think they recovered from that. Their first two sets were incomplete. They didn't complete a set until about the 17th or 18th minute or something like that. You know, so, I mean, yeah, there's nothing the refs could have done <laughs> with regard to that. I do remember hearing that in the commentary because it was like three tries and they still hadn't had a set of six. We would just try, try, try. And I did love the look on the referee's face when he would penalise the Warriors and they would challenge it and it would go upstairs and he'd be wrong. I'm like, mate, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a couple calls we probably could have challenged as well, but because it was so early in the game and positionally it probably didn't really matter and, the boy, and we back our defence. It's the thing I love about league. If you if you keep challenging and you keep getting it right, you keep getting to keep your review, and that's brilliant. Yes, definitely is. Okay, moving on to next week's game. How do you see it going against the Broncos? Uh, the thing that I'm most disappointed about is the fact that it's a 10 p.m. kickoff <laughs> in New Zealand time. Um, just as an aside, um, the grandpa that I am in terms of how like I like, like to go to bed early. But no, it's in Brisbane. I would have preferred to have played the Broncos out of any of the other teams namely because there is such a massive fan base in brisbane and queensland and the gold coast that you know it would not surprise me to see near even split of fans so in terms of getting that that local support is huge i think the broncos have got more errors in them or have the potential to have more errors in them compared to the likes of the storm and the panthers who are just so clinical um you know being this is sort of the first year the broncos are back in the eight after you know a few years out um they're a great team but you know they're not as well rehearsed or well practiced in finals footy so i think that's that helps us you know neither are we and so that's why it's, it's a perfect matchup really they're exciting across the park they've got massive forward pack they've got so much excitement in the in the backfield but you know if we played basically exactly like we played last night we can win absolutely not a shadow of a doubt I agree. That's a 50-50 game, isn't it? You know, both of those two teams. As you mentioned, the Panthers and the Storm, 
they are big game teams. They've been there before. This is the time of year that they perform. They've got stars all across the park. And I think we've got the better side of the draw for the Warriors. But okay, we beat the Broncos. We go to the grand final. Who would you rather play? Probably the Storm. The Panthers, what are they? Three years in a row. If they make it this year, this will be four years in a row in the grand final. You know, I think across the park, as an aside, again, the the Kiwi Rugby League selectors have got a challenge on their hand, hands in terms of picking their forward pack because you've got Moses Leota, um, James Fisher-Harris. The Penrith front row is like the Kiwi front row. It's international front row. I mean, the massive, oh, yeah, you've got at the Storm, you've got Nelson Osofa-Solomona. I mean, he's huge. You've got the Bromwich brothers, you know, in terms of just experience. That's right. They're all mature players too. They're not young guys who are big and coming into it. They've been there. They've got experience and they're hard and they're not going to be phased. Yeah, I definitely agree. Oh, Madge McGuire was on the uh, Stan Sports after match coverage over here and um, he was talking to Sean Johnson. So, Sean, you know, how are the legs? Are you up for a for a, a run with the Kiwis? And Sean's like, we'll just sort of see how things go, you know. He goes, well, get back to me later on on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Shawnee loves playing for his country, but I mean, this is the real challenge. It's the it's the real classic challenge in the NBA as well, right? Your club pays your salary, but you know you want to represent your country. But if you get injured for your country, you can't play for your club who pays your salary, and you know that's where your that's where you earn your bre- your bread and butter. So I mean, I'd love to see him in a Kiwis jumper, but from a selfish Warriors fan, like take the off season off, mate. Have you know rest up until March. You know, just put your heels up. You know, don't. Don't um sorry, put your feet up. Don't 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 do it. <laughs> Two final questions for you though. Are we a legitimate chance to win the grand final if we get through this game? There's I mean, I'm so torn because I'm such a such a fan. <laughs> so I'm I'm always gonna, you know, that side of me is like, you better look and believe it, Craig. Of course we're gonna win. Sorry, I just gotta rein in my enthusiasm. My boy's sleeping in the room next door. But then, you know, there's the other side of me that's the that's the practical rugby league sort of follower and fan. And that says, you know, Penrith went on that 19-20 game win streak in 2020 or whenever it was and lost in the grand final. They didn't look like they were going to lose, but then they lost in the grand final. They didn't have grand final experience. And, you know, um, there's regular season, there's playoffs, and then there's grand final in terms of the, you know, the, the step up of, of calibre. The way that Webster has been coaching us all year, We've only really had one blowout loss, and that was against the Rabbitohs in Auckland in wet weather. And that wasn't really that bad. We just didn't adjust. And so I think, you know, mentally, he's made sure to keep them really level-headed. So in terms of like, you know, I think it's a real, probably a real Ivan Cleary trait as well, right? I mean, I think that's what he's done so well at, at Penrith. So to answer a, a short question but really long, I think, yes, absolutely, absolutely we can win, but it's not going to be a game where if we lose, you know, I'm going to be like beside myself because it was like we made the grand final we've proven we can get there we're gonna get back there's like without a shadow of a doubt i just would hate for a repeat of 2011 yeah even 2020 even 2002 where we just got blown out of the park you know we might have scored an early try but then you know the roosters smashed us in 02 and the seagulls did the same in 11 Um, so if anything i would just want us to be competitive in the big dance. I'm with you on that one. 2002, we were the team that should have won, but I think it was Richard Villasanti smashed Fittler, which fired up the, the Roosters, and they came back and, and beat us. And they've actually said that. I've watched videos where they've said that was the turning point in the game. 
I've been saying that next year's our year. You know, this is our year to get guys who haven't been to the final series before that experience. Next year we get back Roger, we we get back Chanel Tavita Harris. And I think we're going to be better for it next year. But hey, I wouldn't say no if we if we won this year. But my last question for you is, if they win next week, are you booking tickets? Yeah, 100%. I've got a friend at work earlier in the year we, when we started a winning streak. And I was like, if we win, like we're going. And he's like, okay, then. And so we've been joking as the season's been going on. And actually, we bought our grand final tickets two or three weeks ago. So we've, we've got the game tickets already. We've just, the, the biggest challenge is the flight. And then, of course, we'll we'll work out accommodation after that. But I think getting flights is going to be the is going to be the tricky part. But absolutely, hundred percent going to be there. You know, that's that's the sort of thing that you just you can't miss. Like you um you know that's you, you just absolutely can't. And then you know if we don't make it, they go up on some resale site. <laughs> um, but um but no, ab- absolutely, Craig. Are you going to? I was having a conversation with my wife last night. She's like, you know, if they win next week, you should go. But I was going to wait till after the game, but now I'm thinking I should go and do it now because I can always resell them. We don't have the same challenge as you do getting there in flights. I remember in 2011, being at work after the Warriors won the game against the Storm, trying to buy tickets. You know, you were just constantly refreshing. And then we got tickets. And then the next challenge was, shit, how are we going to get flights? And we were lucky that I think there was an airline that used to fly out and also do it directly to Sydney. And they put on extra flights and we managed to get on that flight. It was practically all just Warrior supporters on the flight. But being here in Perth, we're not going to have that same issue of trying to get across to Sydney. You know, like it's not exactly 50,000 Warriors fans are going to be trying to leave Perth to get to Sydney on the one flight. So the flights won't be a problem. It'll just be uh, the tickets. But I think this afternoon I might be going online to get some tickets. I couldn't live with myself if I, um, if we made it and we won and I wasn't there, you know, like, you know, even if we, even if we lose, I mean, which happened, which is exactly what happened in 2011 because I was there in 2011. And um, I remember when we won that preliminary final, we one of my, one of the mates was on tickets and I was on flights. You know, like it was just we were just getting on there, just trying to bang it out. And so, yeah, you, you have to. I mean, you know, I'm such a Warriors fan that people get enjoyment when the Warriors lose because they know that they can wind me up. <laughs> you know, that's the sort of that's, that's the point that it's got to. But I agree with you. I would feel exactly the same if they made it and they won it could be the one chance in your lifetime of seeing that i would just you know be very unhappy for a long time you know it's something i probably would never forget of not going yeah yeah because it's it's one of those grandchild moments right yeah where were you when where were you when the warriors won their first grand final and it's like um you know just to say that you were there even though you know watching on tv is it's it's always so much better because you get to see everything you know to a point at least but just being there the atmosphere the everything it's um yeah it's awesome but you know i think we're just we are just getting a little bit carried away i think we're dreaming a little bit too much which is which is fine <laughs> just need to i just need to keep my arousal levels at the appropriate level until um you know until that broncos game that's it well if they win tattoos for the boys well yes exactly yeah it was funny when i was younger 10, 10 or so years ago, around the time that we, we made the grand final, I always had this this thing that I would get the Warriors badge, you know, where it sits on your on the jersey. I'd get that on my chest. With the year that they win. Yes. Yes, with the year that they win. And then I sort of went through this phase where I was, you know, I'm a clean skin. You know, I don't have any tats. Um, you know, I'd like to keep it that way type thing. But I tell you what, um, yeah, it, is, it is something that would be quite neat to sort of memorialise that win, eh? It um, would be pretty cool.
that's something I would do for that. You know, that's a, like you said, it's a once in a lifetime moment. Your grandchildren are looking, you know, what's that? What's that, Granddad? That was in 2023 when the Warriors run the grand final. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How how good? Are they? Well, what are the Warriors? <laughs> I'm like, mate, they're the greatest rugby league team that's ever lived, mate. Don't worry about it. Straight up, they are. They are the greatest team ever. Unfortunately, my friend, that's all we've got time for this morning, but I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come along and talk about the Warriors. Hey, thanks for having me once again, Craig. Um, love, love chatting the Warriors, even more so when they have such an incredible win. And sorry, I didn't say it um, before I should have said it. Brad Fittler and Joey Johns, your tipping game is weak. You need to, you need to sort it out. I mean, Joey, I'll forgive you because you're, you're a Newcastle boy, but Fittler... Yeah, shame on yourselves, even though you're the New South Wales coach. Love your work, mate. Love your work. Cheers, Craig. Up the waz. Please remember to follow us on Instagram, Where's My Sports At, to keep up to date with the chatter. We welcome any comments or feedback that you have. <laughs>